Hello and welcome to the Anita Posh Show, where I'm here to help you understand Bitcoin, realize its humanitarian implications for the world and gain financial sovereignty. I'm your host, Anita Posh, and this is episode 171. I'm back after a long break, which was due to technical reasons first, because it was simply not possible to record and upload interviews because of the unreliable and bad internet connection I had in Zimbabwe. And then I worked for eight months on Crack the Orange, my new online learning and membership program, which I launched August 21st in 2023. I'm saying the year because maybe you hear it in 2025. I simply didn't have the time to concentrate on podcasting in that phase. Crack the Orange is like Patreon, where you can support my work with monthly subscriptions as I don't have any sponsors anymore. You may not know it, but end of last year, I uh, cancelled all sponsorships with companies to stay a neutral source of education in the space. And so everything, my whole work is backed by donations. And Crack the Orange is not only a membership program like Patreon, it also includes a Learn Bitcoin online course where you can learn everything you need to know about why Bitcoin is important in the first place and then how to securely use and handle Bitcoin with a focus on self-custody and privacy. The program is meant to be a place for sustainable long-term education and as such it is also open for aspiring educators and community builders from the Global South for free. This is possible through a scholarship program funded by donors. If you're interested in becoming a member and support my work or donate towards scholarships for educators from the Global South, then please go to crack.theorange.com to learn more. And I want to thank the first subscribers and donors of scholarships. Feel free to subscribe to my newsletter at anita.link weekly, where you will receive news about Bitcoin adoption, education and other topics, relevant topics in the space, once a week. And now on to the episode. Thank you for listening. Hello, my guest today is Dea Reskita, the organizer of the Bitcoin conference in Bali, Indonesia. And Dea, I think you're also a Bitcoin educator. Please uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Okay, thank you so much, Anita, for inviting me to your show. Uh, hi, everyone. My name is Dea. Yes, I'm from Indonesia. I am uh, the organizer for Indonesia Bitcoin Conference. I'm also the founder of Class Bitcoin, which is a portal for people to learn about Bitcoin in Bahasa, Indonesia. Uh, and also through the conference, well, actually before the conference, we creating an association, a community. So I'm leading the Indonesia Bitcoin community here. Uh, we have around 1,500 members uh, around, the, uh, around the country, but obviously as a country with 200 million, it's still very small representative, but you know, hopefully through, through events, through, through, yeah, through different uh, type of engagement, we can create more Bitcoin adoption in Indonesia. <laughs> Yeah, cool. Um, and tell us a little bit more about your story. I mean, how did you find out about Bitcoin? What attracted you and how did you end up working in the Bitcoin space? 
Sure. Um, well, how do I start? Uh, first, I learned about Bitcoin was in 2013, actually. I was, um, I was backpacking around Southeast Asia, and I, uh, I think it was in Laos, in this small town in Laos, uh, which is very funny. Like, I don't think a lot of people, uh, when, when, talk, when it talks about Bitcoin adoption, people will never hear about Laos. But yes, I was in Laos, and then there is a, a sign in the cafe said, Bitcoin accepted here. And uh, that's my first encounter for Bitcoin. And I thought it was very interesting. So then I asked the waiters, what is it all about? And then uh, he said that, oh, it's, it's an internet money. <laughs> I wish that at that time I bought Bitcoin because I just, that's all I know. That's the only information that I know. Uh, but fast forward in 2016, I start living in Bali and uh, yeah, uh, at that time I run my uh, my travel company. So I have a travel companies that um, we organize retreat. So if people want to do yoga retreat or company like like a company retreat in Bali, uh, you know I arrange everything, uh, logistic and accommodation, etc. So we receive a lot of uh, payments from abroad, but it was very hard to get payments. Uh, in Indonesia, because uh, at that time I only have two options: either using bank transfer or or PayPal, which is they take a lot of fees and it takes so long for the money to to come to my bank account, right? Uh, so then I I heard again about Bitcoin and I heard that you can transfer money through Bitcoin. So there is a co-working space in one of a co-working space in uh, Bali called Hubud. They uh, they have this Bitcoin one on one session, uh, and then I attended the 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 class. And after that, uh, they took us to this ATM machine, like a Bitcoin ATM. And I first I bought my first Bitcoin at that time. Uh, but yeah, long story short, um, I started accepted Bitcoin for my uh, travel companies. We got several you know several clients who who got convinced obviously it's, it's a bit hard to convince uh the clients to pay in bitcoin <laughs> but uh there are some who, who's interested and intrigued to to try it out uh so when i try it out um i actually did the a b testing like i i i test uh like one client that pay me in bitcoin and then one client that pay me in paypal so the one who pay me in Bitcoin, we just do like a Skype call and then we decide uh, on the, the rate because he was in Korea, I'm in Indonesia. So like we need to figure out what is the Bitcoin exchange rate. So then uh, I give him my wallet, he scanned my, my address and then the money came through less than a minute, you know, like it was really fast. Uh, and so then I, I went to like a physical OTC in Bali I sold my Bitcoin, uh, received cash, and I immediately paid the vendor, uh, and everything, you know, uh, finished in in less than an hour. While the other uh, client who played me in PayPal, it takes ten days for the money to came through, and then I lost so many. Uh, uh, yeah, I lost a lot of from the conversion rate, right? So yeah, that's, PayPal, that's my... PayPal has very high fees too. Yeah, yeah. And then like, you know, sometimes they, they froze your account. So this mm -hmm. happened to me so many times. So I was really happy that, uh, you know, we have Bitcoin. And then I start, you know, 
uh, I, I mean, I don't know if it's uh, at that time. I don't know if it's actually uh, good or not. But it was a bull market, so I decided whenever I receive payments from my client, I put it in in Bitcoin, and then the price goes up. I just you know take the the principal. So like, let's say I put I put like. Uh, uh, three hundred dollars, and then when the price goes up, become four fifty. I took the three three hundred back and leave the hundred fifty, and that's how I accumulate my Bitcoin back then. <laughs> so it was it was fun during the the bull market, but uh, I guess after the crash in two thousand seventeen, I don't really understand why. And I thought, oh, okay, Bitcoin is dead. That's it. You know, the hype is gone. But I don't I don't really understand the concept about. Bitcoin scarcity and how the halving works until 2020, 2020, when the next halving is happening uh, and everyone's talking about it. So then that's when I start to really understand that Bitcoin is very scarce and all this uh, spike, uh, like the, 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 the bull run and, and the price is actually uh, happened because of the supply shock. Um, and I just start going deep uh, learning about Bitcoin and it's getting very interesting and that's why I start uh, yeah, sharing and that's from then the conference happened and the education platform happened. <laughs> yes, but it's such an interesting story because it's like I think many of us have the same, make the same experience, like starting maybe in a bull run or in an upcoming bull run and then it goes down and then you're really learning along the way all the time. Um, and how, what did you do then when the price went down? Did you still, um, uh, save your dollars or the, the fiat currency you got uh, a part of it in Bitcoin and total long-term? Well, um, at that time I just, I just hold it and then like not do anything. I just thought, okay, that's it. <laughs> Bitcoin is dead. The hype, you know, is finished. Uh, I wish that I know about the, the halving cycle. Otherwise I will be very... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I will be very religious in, in saving my money in Bitcoin. But now, uh, currently we are in that uh, bear market, right? So now I, uh, I, me and my husband have this principle that whatever monies that we get, we always put 10% uh, in Bitcoin as a saving. So even if we find like $10 in the ground, we put, you know, $1 in, in Bitcoin. <laughs> Or even uh, I, in Indonesia, like, you know, we have this uh, jar, like like a penny jar. So I like mm -hmm. to collect like all this ch uh, like change. So uh, we usually, whenever the jar is filled, uh, we just uh, convert that, uh, it, put it in a bank and then convert it digitally and then buy it in Bitcoin. And I realized that that's the best way because Sometimes you lose value even with this coin. Uh, I found I found a coin that is not no longer accepted in Indonesia. Long time ago, we have this 50, 50 rupiah that is probably around five cents, and now this fifty rupiah is no longer accepted anywhere. But if you keep collecting this uh, and you don't exchange it to something that is valuable, that is more like a hard money, then you will lose value. 
Mm-hmm, exactly. And what you're, what you're saying also speaks to the fact that people who get into Bitcoin should really educate themselves first. Because as you said, if you had known about the halving, then you would have saved harder, you know? Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Instead of giving yeah. up. <laughs> Ex- exactly, exactly. So do you still run your tourism company as well? Because it seems to me like a natural... Uh, development, you know, coming from the tourism uh, space, uh, then learning about Bitcoin, uh, using it for your company, and then starting a Bitcoin conference. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) it's like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, obviously, I I learned a lot from from my experience. That's, That's why, like, you know, running this conference, it's, I think, uh, if I don't have that experience before uh, doing the, the, the travel companies, you know, running events, I probably will never want to run my own conference. Um, at the moment, uh, the, the travel business is still going, uh, but uh, I am currently, uh, you know, shifting to be more and more focused on the Bitcoin space because I feel like that's uh, I don't know. I, I think, I, like, I guess with you, Anita, like, you're also very passionate about Bitcoin. And at some point, when you're so passionate, you just want to ditch everything and then just focus on, on, on the Bitcoin space. Yeah. That's correct. Happened with me too. Um, yeah, great. So um, I always had the dream of coming to Bali when it's European winter. That was actually one of the reasons why I planned my whole life that way, to become a digital nomad one day and to be just a a solopreneur and do my online stuff and not having to have physical meetings and things like that. And I always said, I want to go to Bali. I can remember 2015, 16, 17, I said it. Uh, And this year it becomes reality. So I got myself some uh, travel books, how is it called, guides, literature. Mm -hmm. Um, But now I would really love to hear from you a little bit more about Bali. And to be honest, and I asked a friend of mine and she didn't know too. I always thought Bali is its own country. (laughs) But it's it's just a it's a province of Indonesia, yeah. Yes, so yes. can can you please tell us a little bit about Indonesia and Bali in specific, uh, specifically? What is the situation there? And then afterwards a little bit about the economic situation. But you know, Bali for me is like a place for tourists and digital nomads. Um, mm-hmm. What is it really for you? Yeah, a lot of people always thought that Bali is its own country, which is very funny because I think that's how, how good the branding of Bali in, in the international eyes. But yeah, it is one of the 17,000 islands in Indonesia. So Indonesia is actually really large. Um, if you put the, the, what is it, the distance of Indonesia is actually as big as the U.S. So uh, from, from the, you know, from uh, Sumatra until Papua, so that's like, like really big actually. Uh, but yeah, Bali has been a very f- favorite tourist destination because it's, it's quite unique. Um, it is actually the only Hindu island in, uh, in Indonesia. So in Indonesia, I think 80% of the population is Muslim. Um, the rest maybe yeah, 10, 15% is actually Christian. And then there's a small set of Hindu that is residing in, in Bali, uh, but it's a, a different type of Hindu religion. It's actually 
a very um, old uh, religion. So then they 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 mix it with with the uh, the the Hindu uh, religion. So there's like a uh, something that is probably similar with Indo- India, but also something that very different from India. Like because they practice the old way, they practice um, like our our ancestors' rituals. You know, uh, so that what makes Bali quite unique. Because I guess uh, people like to come to uh, to Bali to to not only just to see the the, the scenery. We have we have mountains. We have many beautiful beach. We have volcano lakes um, and everything is very close by so you can go from the tip of the island until from the south until north maybe for three hours or four hours you will reach the <laughs> you you will you can you know you can go from uh, you can go the entire island uh, that way um, and yeah and it's a very popular place for for digital nomads because uh, I guess since since even the colonial time the the colonial power always uh, you know, travel to Bali for for holidays. So up until now, uh, it's become a very popular des- tourist destination, not only just for local, for international as well. Uh, and I feel like it's it's like a melting pot because there's so many cultures, so many. It's very international. Uh, we even have right now with the current Russia and Ukrainian war, we have even Russian village. <laughs> Because there's a bunch of Russian people living in Bali, uh, but yeah, like you, you can see, like in different part, there will be like mostly Russian, mostly Japanese, mostly Australian, and you can find like many kind of food. Uh, I personally enjoy it, and that's why it's very good attraction for digital nomad because um, you you feel very international. Everything is quite cheap, um, considerably cheap. Like when it comes to uh, yeah, you can find a, a good one bedroom apartment for less than three hundred dollars, so uh, a month. So that's uh, not so bad, yeah. <laughs> and uh, food as well. So I guess I guess that's the main attraction. And um, yeah, uh, I guess uh, one thing that people don't really uh, don't really realize is that actually. Bali was the original Bitcoin island. So back in 2014, uh, until like 2019, so many business in Bali except Bitcoin. And that's also why I, I uh, you know, that's how I got reintroduced again to Bitcoin because uh, when I, whenever I travel or like go to a cafe or a restaurant, they have that sign, Bitcoin accepted here. But at that time, it was on chain, like the, all the payment is uh, using an on-chain transaction, um, and it was it was quite good. Uh, it was actually being uh, proposed by uh, a community, like a Bitcoin community in in, in Bali. They they uh, go to different restaurant and then um, yeah, uh, what is it called? Like like sign them up, uh, creating a their own version of point of sales. Not like right now where uh, there's already. Uh, like a website dedicated for for accepting Bitcoin payment back in the day, this community make it from scratch, like this POS, um, and you can go to uh, you can go to a burger joint and then get thirty percent discount if you pay in Bitcoin. Uh, I know some people who actually, uh, yeah, like the restaurant who who, who accepted Bitcoin uh, for a long time, and because of the the price goes up. 
uh, instead of just owning a restaurant, this guy now also have a uh, a resort like a boutique resort with 12, 12 bedroom uh, 12 bedroom uh, yeah kind of a, a retreat space so that was very interesting uh, to see like everything is actually paid for from uh, burgers that you spend <laughs> so we we like to make jokes like oh we, we we are the shareholder of this resort because we you know we give out burgers <laughs> <laughs> And oh, yeah. and is he is he thankful to you or is he still a Bitcoiner? Is he still using it and yeah, accepting? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, that's that's the, the the interesting part. So 2017, obviously we know that there is a block size war and that creates the um, the on chain fee become very expensive. So people now like oh you know I don't want to pay uh, five dollars for five dollars burger you know five dollars fee. And that's when uh, the the Bitcoin payments uh, actually decrease in in Bali, and then in two thousand nineteen, the bank, the central banks uh, announced that uh, you know any businesses in Indonesia uh, must accept rupiah and not other type of currency. That include dollars, yen, euro, and Bitcoin as well. So they make they make it very clear that you cannot make this Bitcoin payment. They even do a rate to like different businesses. And then if you found that you accepted Bitcoin, then you get fined. <laughs> so, so this has happened during 2019. Uh, so peop uh, people decided, uh, yeah, they, they're, uh, they, they closed down the, the POS. Uh, even though uh, sometimes in, in these places you still can pay in Bitcoin if you find the owner and then you just like, you know, pay it uh, even through Lightning or whatever. Uh, but it's, it's a very underground at the moment. Um, I hope though, uh, well, at the moment in Indonesia, uh, so now if we talk about like the Bitcoin situation in Indonesia, uh, Bitcoin, yes, it's not accepted as a payment, but the government really support it as a type of asset. So it's actually recognized as an asset. People can save um, people. Yeah, like like there is a certain bodies that um, uh, regulates Bitcoin and then Bitcoin is considered as a commodity in Indonesia. So uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully through like with, with different uh, IT development, um, we can see, you know, like how in, in the US we have strike where you can use the Lightning Network as a method of uh, transferring value, but then the end user will receive it in fiat form. So hopefully uh, there will be more uh, apps that enables Lightning like that. And that's also the reason why we are going to run a Lightning Hackathon to, to introduce people about what is Lightning. And then, uh, yeah, like, uh, because this this kind of thing is actually needed in in Indonesia because we have so many migrant worker. Uh, we have also a lot of tourists as well, right? That that would love to uh, use Bitcoin, you, you know, instead of Visa or Mastercard because that's 
but sometimes yeah. hard. <laughs> but it's it's funny. I mean, how do the regulators expect people to receive Bitcoin and to hold it as a commodity when you can't, you're not allowed to accept it as a merchant? So does it mean as a private person, you can accept it, you can use it, it's not banned, but as a business, you're not allowed to accept, but you may hold it. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's a, a weird, weird thing to do. Yeah. But um, so if you hold it as an asset, um, mm -hmm. is there any tax on it, like a wealth tax or something on, on the Bitcoin? Uh, so at the moment, Bitcoin is uh, in Indonesia, whenever you do trading, uh, you get tax. So you, you will get tax when you sell the, the asset. But the tax is very small. It's like 0.11%. So, uh, uh, I mean, at the moment, yeah, they, they still receive a lot, uh, a lot of income from that because a lot of people in Indonesia likes to do trading. Um, but for like, like personal income tax, uh, if you can, that's like a self-assessment. So you can, you can report that if you want to, like, you know, how much is the value uh, that you hold. That's, if you want to. <laughs> if you want to. That's still a pretty convenient uh, solution, I think, for Bitcoiners in Indonesia. Uh, it's not, but it's not, it's not so easy to, to get your residence in Indonesia anymore, I guess, right? I heard that the government is trying to uh, copy what Thailand is currently doing. You know that Thailand right now has this five years uh, digital nomad visa, so uh, yeah, but but it's still like under uh, um, yeah they they still mm -hmm. like developing it. Mm -hmm. But at the moment, if you if you want to uh, let's say uh, live in Indonesia, like you can you can be part of an investor. So there is like an investor kita. So if you want to invest in some of uh, Indonesian companies, then you can stay in Indonesia for, for quite a long time. So a lot of people use this method. If you are already retired, there's also a retirement visa. So there are many options. And most people, what they like to do is that they like to stay uh, you know, for six months, uh, use, use a social culture visa to travel around Indonesia, stay there. Uh, and then maybe after six months, you go back to your uh, home country and the next year do, do it again. <laughs> that, that sounds very interesting to me because, as I said before, I always wanted to go to Bali. I mean, we'll see if it lives up to my high expectations. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm always looking for countries that have uh, nice Bitcoin regulation, meaning low taxes um, or ease of use, you know, like where, where you as a Bitcoiner are, let's say, not overly well received, but not punished. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, and also, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm very looking forward to coming, um, you know, end of October to your conference and then I'm going to stay a few weeks. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, I have a lot of questions to you regarding uh, a co-working space or accommodation or what's the pl best place to stay. You know, I want some tranquility. I don't want many tourists. I'm not, I'm more into, I want to work a few hours and then go to the beach or do a walk or something like that. Yeah, um, where, there's, where a lot you, of, there's a lot of yeah, places like this. <laughs> I'm not sure if we should get into the details now, but I, could, I, I would be, 
I could imagine a few of our listeners uh, might be interested in it because what mm -hmm. we actually also want to talk about is the conference. Yes. Um, yes. Where I want would like to see more people coming to Indonesia and Bali as well to meet them there. So tell us a little bit about the conference. I think it's the, is it the first? No, it's not the first time. The second time or the third time? Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, uh, it is actually our third time running the conference, but the first one we're doing it in person because we did the first two. Um, so in 2021, that's still COVID uh, time. So uh, that's when we got inspired. Oh yeah, let's just do online conference. So we actually um, we actually planned to everything within two months. <laughs> it was a bit. Uh, <laughs> it was a bit. Um, in you know uh, immediate, uh, but we we managed to get Safadin Amus talking in the conference and Robert Britlove as well share his thought. Um, last year we actually want to do it in person, but um, uh, we are, we are not sure with the you know with the regulation because um, some places already dropped the COVID restriction in Indonesia at that time, you, you need to be vaccinated if you want to come to uh, to Indonesia. So uh, we decided to still doing it online uh, because we know that uh, we want to, yeah, we want to bring many people and welcome many people to come to Bali. And sometimes, uh, you know, this, this restriction is very important for people, you know. And this year, the government decided to drop the requirement so everyone can come to Indonesia. Uh, it's actually very open at the moment, so uh, we are quite confident. Okay, this is this year is the year that we are going to do it in person. So it's a bit interesting because it feels like we've done it before, but also this is going to be our first time. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, the, the conference is going to happen in Sanur. So if you want to know the tips of where uh, where everything is in Bali. So Sanur is a very famous place for sunrise and um, and jogging. And uh, it's actually a gateway to go to uh, even remote uh, island from Bali. So if Bali has its own little Bali, <laughs> like little island. Um, that's only 40, 40 minutes away by speedboat. So uh, yeah, we we are going to have have this conference in Sanur. It's going to be uh, in a in a hotel in Prime Plaza Hotel. Uh, I mean, I am expecting uh, around five hundred to seven hundred people to join the conference. It's going to be like a yeah like, like a small medium sized conference because um, yeah I I think it. I like the, the intimacy of a smaller conference that where you can connect with people. Uh, and yeah, we're going to have plenty activities, not only just like, you know, great content. Um, we're going to also have many uh, networking uh, opportunities like social hours, dinners, and um, even after party. So, so we, uh, we're going to have a dedicated time just for, uh, for relax and disconnect. Um, and, uh, I think one of the special thing about this conference that, uh, I feel I don't, I don't see it in other conferences that we, we want to, uh, we want to also, uh, uh, present an art performance, uh, about Bitcoin. Uh, that is actually presented by the local Balinese art. So there will be a local 
uh, Balinese who who will do some kind of performance and dance and tell the, us the story about Bitcoin in their own uh, local tradition. So uh, this is something that we are very excited about and wants to share to to everyone. Yeah, I think it's great to to bring in the people of Bali too, you know, like not only guests coming from abroad and doing their uh, little closed wall conference, but also have an exchange, of course, with people there because we want to bring the education on the ground and invite everyone uh, to, to visit us. So do you also have possibilities like for the locals to meet uh Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, so far, what I what we see is that it's like 50-50. So like 50% people who are coming are Indonesian. And then like 50% are like everywhere from around the world. I see there are many Australian, Japanese, European, American as well that already purchased the ticket. So yeah, it will be it will be a very interesting crowd. And I, I want this, this uh, conference uh, as a as a place for Indonesian to to connected to uh, you know the, the global Bitcoin community because I think that's that's what makes it uh, important right like in the conference that's where we met the community and Bitcoin is all about community mm. and you managed to secure one very prominent speaker um, maybe you can tell us who it is and how did you make that happen <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Jack Dorsey is going to uh, attend the conference. Um, he, uh, it, it was actually, everyone probably, I, I, I hope that everyone knows who is Jack Dorsey, but Jack Dorsey is the founder of Twitter. And right now he is the uh, chairman of Block Inc, uh, who create many, many cool uh, uh, like Bitcoin products. Uh, so, Yeah, it was it was actually interesting um, uh, coincidence, if I can say, because I was trying out this new social media protocol called, called Noster, uh, and I saw him keep posting stuff on Noster in in this you know Damos app in particular. Um, but it makes me curious, and I thought myself, ah, I mean, I read this book from Tim Ferriss saying that you know if you never ask, you never. I don't know, like you never ask, you never know, something like that. <laughs> Just try it to ask. Uh, but I'm, I'm trying to find like the right moment at that time. So one day he was posting something about surfing. So I just, you know, cheekily <laughs> being cheeky and then just uh, commented his post and said, uh, well, if you like surfing, come to Bali. We have a great place to surf, Jack. And then he immediately replied and said, um, Yeah, I've never been to Bali. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so uh, everyone, after he replied that, everyone just like, you know, it's become a viral post. And I start DMing him and then he said, uh, okay, uh, I'll, I'll think about it. I think I will come. And then in the end he said, okay, I come. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's, it's very interesting like how these nostrils like came about. <laughs> Yeah, that's fantastic. I think that's the <clears throat> advantage of being an early adopter on a new platform um, because you still can reach people. 
But uh, to be honest, I also DM'd him once and he wrote back. But the second time I DM'd him, I think he didn't see it anymore. So, <laughs> yeah, probably, uh, yeah. <laughs> probably a lot of people DM him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah great. So um, what would you say if people want to stay longer after the conference? Mm -hmm. um, let's, let's take me as an example. I'm a little bit selfish here. So I'm a digital nomad. I would like to work a little bit, but also rest a little bit and enjoy the beach and not be in a tourism center or something. Where should I go? And I want so, to snorkel. <laughs> ah, okay. Good. Yeah, that's a good keyword, snorkel. Um, there is a, a, a sleepy little fisherman village called Ahmed in Bali, where it's actually... It's a very beautiful uh, location. It's in the east of Bali, and you can see the volcano mountain, Mount Agung. You can see sunset and sunrise from there. Uh, you can snorkel um, right from the beach. They even have an underwater temple and also shipwreck. So if you if you kind of adventurous, uh, I actually stay there for a month uh, just to, you know, I, I think this is the beauty of Bali. Like sometimes I'm bored in, you know, uh, in the city, so I want to go somewhere. So uh, Ahmed is actually a really cool place. Um, they even have a co-working space um, uh, in there and a cafe, like a co-working cafe as well. Uh, I think it's called the Blue Heaven, if I'm not mistaken. But I, I will give you all the links. Um, but yeah, if you enjoy yoga, if you enjoy snorkeling, if you enjoy free diving, this is the place Ahmed. Super, thank you very much. Um, so <laughs> I uh, mean, to search for that. <laughs> yes, yes, I will. So uh, I guess not only me want to come to Bali now, others might want to um, talk a little bit about the ticket options you have and where people can get the tickets. Yes, uh, so if you want to buy the ticket, you can go to indonesiabitcoinconference.com. We have, uh, we have an online pass, uh, but if you cannot make it in person, you can, you know, watch our live stream, but it's going to, you're going to have like a special content in this live stream. So we have the ticket for that. Uh, and then we also going to have the, uh, uh, the general pass that include food, that include coffee break and all the access to uh, after party and social hour um, and also the pre-event. And that's only $120, so it's not that, uh, yeah, I mean, for, for foreigners, I think that's a, it's a good amount. That's affordable. <laughs> that's affordable. Yes, that's affordable. <laughs> and the, the online ticket, how much is that? Uh, it's actually $15. <laughs> okay, okay, that's also pretty affordable. I think everyone, everyone could, should get themselves this ticket, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, even, uh, even And more. then also the... Yeah, the sorry. last one is actually the, the VIP ticket uh, that includes uh, accommodation in the at the conference hotel and then airport pickup and the uh, yeah meals and a coffee break, all the access, the same thing as general admission. But you also get a chance to be more connected to the speakers because uh, you can attend the VIP dinner with the speakers and also hanging out with them at the VIP lounge. And that's only $900. <laughs> so, how how much did you say? I, I understood 100. It's 900? 900, yeah. 900. Okay, yeah, that's still great for such a um, 
offer. Yeah? Yeah. And even more, if you check out uh, and buy your ticket and apply the coupon code ANITA, that's my name, A-N-I-T-A, then you get a 10% reduction on the price. Especially, hmm? yeah. <laughs> so no, no reason to not come to Bali or not buy your online ticket. Exactly. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, Great. it's a, it's a, it's a very affordable and then, um, yeah, hopefully everyone can enjoy uh, their time here. Yes. So there's another thing I would like to talk uh, about uh, with you. It's the visa. How easy mm -hmm. is it to get visa for, for people like me from Europe or from the US? Yeah, I mean, it depends on like how long do you want to stay. Um, uh, you know, most people can, you, you have to check in the website, in our website, Indonesia Bitcoin Conference, there is a section called travel. So there is a list, I think, around 56 countries that can come to Indonesia with visa on arrival. And then that gives you 30 days in uh, to stay in Indonesia. Uh, and yeah, and then it's also possible to be extended. So total 60 days to stay in Indonesia. Uh, but if you want to stay longer, you can apply uh, like a social cultural visa that will allow you to stay for six months in Indonesia. And the price for the visa on rifle is $35. Okay, that's uh, very affordable too, actually, yeah. Uh, yeah, great. Thank you, Dia. Is there anything else uh, that we missed that you would like to talk about? Um, well, I mean, um, again, like uh, as... Oh, I, and we guess uh, I want to also touch upon about the Lightning Hackathon. So uh, we also have a side event called Lightning Hackathon that is actually open for everyone. Um, and this hackathon... Uh, is actually uh, focusing on how we can solve Indonesia problem by uh, using the Lightning Network. Um, the hackathon itself is going to be happen in a hybrid model. So uh, the application is open now until the October 6th. And from October 6th until the 21st, people can uh, submit their project ideas. And then on the 25th, uh, we're going to have the the demo and presentation uh, and we will announce it on the uh, on the last day of the conference uh, and we are very uh, thankful we got uh, sponsored uh, by human rights foundation to run this hackathon the total price for the hackathon is ten thousand dollar so it's a it's actually quite a, a good amount and um yeah, we hope that through this conference uh, sorry through this hackathon uh, it can inspire uh, many lightning apps coming from Indonesia or for Indonesia and can be adopted and can be used uh, immediately. Um, and this is actually also a part of a bigger hackathon called the Legend of Lightning. So we have uh, Legend of Lightning part two, I think it's called. Uh, and there are like around five conferences that currently right now doing a hackathon together and Indonesia Bitcoin conference is one of them. So. If you are joining the hackathon in Indonesia, you uh, whether you win or or not, you still be eligible to participate in the Legend of Lightning hackathon. And they, I think last year the total price is three Bitcoin. I don't know, but but this year, so it's actually a good, uh, yeah, it's a good way to 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 test your skill and also raise some funds if you have uh, Bitcoin ideas. 
Yeah, that's a great opportunity for developers and uh, teams that want to start new projects. Yeah, when you can become a legend of lightning. Who who doesn't <laughs> want to become a legend of lightning? Eh? Yeah. <laughs> Super. Yeah, dear. Thank you very much. I appreciate you coming onto my show. Uh, by the way, you're the first uh, interview I've done since I think December. Because I, was, I wasn't able to record in, in Zimbabwe and then I had so much work with my new uh, online learning program. Um, so, yeah, it's great in a way to get into podcasting again. So thank you very much. I had a very, I enjoyed our conversation very much and see you soon in Bali. Yeah, see you soon, Anita. Thank you for inviting and uh, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll see you in Bali. Thank you. Bye. Bye. That's it. Thanks for joining. If you've enjoyed this, please subscribe to my newsletter at anita.link weekly to get all my updates into your mailbox and recommend it to your friends. Please support my work with a donation or a membership at anita.link member. Until next time at the Anita Paw Show. Music, late truth by AudioHertz.